You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Wepa, what up, man? This is boy, Al Mega. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. And today, what? I have a fellow crusader over here that I'm very proud of. He came along as a writer for the team. And now he's a world-class writer. I mean, he's a comic book creator. He's a publisher. Holy smokes. He is an author with a dope book right now, as you saw in the main picture, called The Long Game, that you need on your shelves today. Let me bring up that amazing homie right here. The one, the only Mr. David Nemesis. How are you? Wepa, how you doing? <laughs> Who's this guy you're talking about? Where where is he? Hold on. So. <laughs> What's popping, kiddo? How are you doing today? What's going on, my man? What's going uh, on? Fresh off you? your success at the Scream uh red carpet premiere. Got some dope pictures. You're getting in there, you're hobnobbing with the elites, man. So uh, that was some fun times for sure. Definitely was a lot of fun. That, worth the uh, being awake. For 36 hours. <laughs> Sweet. Fantastic stuff. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. The sacrifices we make. Right, folks? You know, talk about sacrifices. Homie, how you doing, man, since the last time you came on? Because I know that was your venture into uh, posting or the project still alive. So it's popping. Where we at? Where it- we're yeah, we're going. We're going. It's uh, you know, we got a little over a week. We got I think I think we got a week and a half, like ten days until uh the campaign is up. And uh, you know, we've learned a lot of lessons. We still are uh keeping our fingers crossed everything get funded, but you know what? If we don't get funded this time, we got plans going forward. But uh that doesn't mean don't go take a look at it. So yeah, if you go to uh Indiegogo and type in Blood World number one. You'll find our link there, or if you go to my uh, socials, I've got it pinned on there for the the link to the campaign for Blood World. So that's through Raincross Press. And then, yeah, man, I've been busy. Uh, I'm working on other things with Raincross, stuff with Blood World. Uh, Opsec number three for ASAP Imagination is written. Oh, what? Uh, what? And it's being what drawn. What is the number? Wait a minute. What number? Round three. We're on three. Oh my gosh. So and three, three takes already. a three takes a rather dark, uh, violent turn, you know, because uh that's just who I am. But no, the story is <laughs> moving along nicely. It's cool. So we got that going on. The long game is going on. Uh I'm working on two different books right now that I'm writing at the moment. So I'm doing all that writing and I'm doing Cinema Crusaders still. Go check that out on Friday afternoons. And I'm also hosting um for ASAP Imagination, the Anyone World Showcase. And uh, if you'll allow me, you'll indulge me, uh, ASAP Imagination's YouTube channel, we're doing that this afternoon at 4 Pacific. So go subscribe to that nice. and check that out as well. So You heard it, folks. You, be- you better go visit. All right? Talking about that. You better visit that website, too. Yeah. You know, great books, great team of creators, you know, part of, part of the extended family over here. Yeah, so- and if you go to anyoneworld.com, uh, there's a collection there, and I have my own collection, man. The D.W. Howard collection. So you get OPSEC, perspectives, oh, the long game, the whole thing. So a collection. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> well, dig it. All right, kiddo. Let, let's dig into it. You got all this stuff. One of the projects you mentioned here is the long game. Yeah. Oh, 
talk to me. You know, well, before we get into the story itself and the whole synopsis, you know, and try not to be Mr. Spoiler, like I know that you are. You, you know, don't want me to Tom Holland it? <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a bit first about the seeds of the, of the birth of the oh. idea in that brain of yours for this Heck story. Yeah, man. Um, this story has been kicking around in my head for a long, long time. Um, I'm going to say like 25 years. So I was sitting there watching the news and, you know, the news back then was like the news. Now people yelling at each other, you know, people yelling back and forth. They're not yelling to, you know, they're not talking to each other. They're talking at each other, you know, and everything. And I was like, and it just occurred to me, I was like, you know, if I was the devil, what would I do to get us to destroy ourselves? That was the seed, you know, and then I just started kicking around ideas and thinking about, you know, if I wanted humanity to destroy itself and I had that power, what could I do? You know, and that's kind of where it grew from there. And then um, there are a lot of different ideas that I came up with. You know, some were better than others, but I kind of settled on this one particular idea uh, for the book that's central. And it's not what the book is really about, but uh, the the topic that the 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 devil you know, the, the, the evil in this particular book chooses to use to, to drum up, uh, problems. Actually, the book was supposed to be released during the summer and it reared its ugly head in our politics then. And so the book got pushed back. Cause I was like, I, you know, I didn't want any of that around the book, <laughs> you know? So it's kind of weird because, uh, it became very topical all of a sudden. I was like, you know, it's in the book, but that's not what the book is about. The book is about uh, the insidiousness of evil, about how evil doesn't have to be in their face stabbing you. It doesn't have to be there, uh, you know, scaring you, a big monster or something. It could be behind the scenes, whispering shadows and destroying your life in very dark and unexpected ways, you know, and that could be worse than anything you could possibly imagine. So, geez, taking a dark side of this guy. And so, so where does that dark energy come from? You know, have you put how much of yourself is in this story, if at all? Yeah, well, the it's the the full title of the book is the Long Game, a Michael Domenicali novel, and there are there are seven novels that I planned for this series, and um, you know, most people that have read the book have guessed, you know, what the seven, you know, planned seven books are about, but I'm not going to give that away. But Michael Domenicali is a New York City homicide detective from Queens here. And um, a lot of Michael Domenicali's um, personality is kind of a combination of me and other people and and uh, that have been around. But his personality is also based on my my uncle, who was an actual homicide detective in San Diego. You know, and what about that name, Domenicali? Don't you? Yeah, yeah, Mike Domenicali, and he's got a, a twin brother named Gabriel Domenicali, who's a, a Catholic priest, you know, and so, you know, one of the things, I, I'm Catholic, and so a lot of that is in there, it's a very Catholic book, but when I say it's a Catholic book, it's not Catholic in the sense that I'm preaching at you, just in the sense that, uh, you know, being Catholic comes with a whole lot of baggage sometimes, you know, so, and it's yeah, in there, yeah. uh, like there's one scene where you know, the detective is dealing with all of this nonsense going on and he's talking to his brother who's a priest and he gets exasperated with that. He walks out and he lights up a cigarette as he's walking out of the church. He looks up at the sky and he's like, so 
It's like, are you going to be a pain in the ass or are you going to ride shotgun with me on this one? You know, so it's like, <laughs> you know, it's that kind of, you know, relationship that you have, which to some would almost seem blasphemous, but it's just this yeah. weird thing, you know, when you grow up like that. So, okay. okay. And, and, and for the Starless series, like, what are we being presented with? This is the first of the se- of the seven, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I could tell you um, right off the bat, the very first scene, um, one of the things I like to do in this book, and I'm going to carry it on through the series, is that each chapter opens with a quote. So it's either a quote from a character that I wrote or it's a quote from an actual uh, person in history. And it kind of gives you the theme or the a feel for what the chapter is going to be about. And the very first chapter opens up with a quote from the demon itself, calling himself a voice in the darkness. Mm. And... Uh, and then, you know, we, we get past that quote and you open up and it's a crime scene. It's a crime scene in front of a, a abortion clinic in Queens where two women are dead. Um, one of the women uh, is a 17-year-old girl who is, was pregnant, who was shot in the head point blank by another woman. And after that woman did that in the middle of a protest all of the protesters attacked her and beat her to death. And so two women lay dead in the street in front of an abortion oh, clinic. And so, <laughs> yeah, it, everything, everything <laughs> proceeds from there because it's like, okay, it seems pretty straightforward on its face, but it's called the long game because you're going to come to find out what is behind, you know, what led up to all this and who is behind all of this. So. Uh, and I'm already thinking maybe those that got killed may may, may have had a greater future and something intervened, maybe. Yeah, there's a lot <laughs> going on. You know, I'm not going to Tom Holland it, I promise. You know, it's like I want to. But, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, it is. Um, but, yeah, we, I don't pull any punches. I mean, right off the bat. And uh, you got these two girls there. And it's like, um, you know, and the one girl, the the, the pregnant girl is is a Catholic school girl from Queens. And the other girl is uh, slightly older. She's 20. She's from Indiana, and she goes to Fulham there. And, uh, you know, you're going to come to find out a lot about them and about what happened to them. And, like I said, that insidious nature of evil and how little things can add up to something much bigger. And so, yeah, I mean, um, hold on real quick. I can pull this up. Put Super it up. What do we got? What do we got? Put it up, not out. Don't you don't you dare. This is live. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on. Just real. <laughs> just give me one second. One second. So uh well you do that. Look at this cover, folks. Yeah, that was done by novel, right? That was done by Kyle Walker, who uh, did the first issue of Messiah for ASAP Imagination. He is an amazingly talented artist. And I saw one of the things he did, and I was like, you know, I would love to see this uh, art on the cover like that. And so, uh, yeah, he did that for me, and that it's pretty amazing. I, I love it. So, so um, yeah, this isn't super long, but um, you tell me when you want me to stop, but Here's the quote that starts the book off, you know, and this gives you an idea of what evil is about in this. So this is from the prologue and this is a quote from the character. So I'm writing it from the character's perspective, the demon's perspective It says a thing always starts small, an idea, a painting, a living being, an ending. They are all the same. 
It is then it is most vulnerable. For if the conditions are even just a bit wrong, then your things shall shrivel and die. So one searches for a time and a place where you hope conditions are ripe, and then you wait. You know, so it's about planting that seed of darkness, that seed of evil. So look at you. Yeah. (laughs) And then right off, you know, right from there, we go right from that quote to, you know, um, you know, where I describe the detective coming upon, you know, so it's like the crime scene and and the women laying in the street and, you know, and everything. It's it's it's, uh, you know, it's kind of a jarring image. It kind of like tell you right away. It's like. This isn't a this isn't a happy story, you know. This is a story gotcha. about peeling back the layers. So, so being that this is the one of seven over here, you know. So, uh, am I assuming that this is like a, a cliffhanger type of book, or are they one on the done stories and adventures of, of the main protagonist? Um, all of them are going to tie together, but it's going to be over the the series. Uh, thanks, Paul. And uh, Hades yeah. right there, the man. Yeah, they're all going to tie together over the series, but we you do get a uh, a a ending to this particular chapter of this you know this series. So I mean, I'm not going to leave you on a a total cliffhanger, but by the end of the book, I will say that Michael Domenicali and his crew, their lives are forever changed. They're all different people. Um, I will say that there is one character that I wrote in here, and it's not Mike Domenicali, but um, this character became probably one of the favorite characters I've ever written, and then I had to k- kill them off in the book. <laughs> you murderer! Yeah, and when I did that, um, this is going to sound weird probably to some people, I actually had to put the writing away for a couple of days, and I cried. Because I was so upset. Because <laughs> I love this character. Oh, I, I, I know that you have a significant other in your life. So mm-hmm. how, how did they react to you acting in this fashion? Because I know oh, that she, they, she, you know, she, she, she pushed you and endorsed you. So how, how did she <laughs> feel to see you react such a way? <laughs> she knows oh, I'm batshit crazy. So, you know. <laughs> she let it be. <laughs> so, David being David, I guess. <laughs> no, she gets it. You know, um, it, it's funny. It's like we compliment each other. And in some things, you know, uh, I, I'm I'm the more emotional, artistic type in our relationship for some things, you know. So it's like she, you know, she is my other half and, and everything works well. And, and she read it. And uh, actually, she was quite helpful. I mean, my my uh, my wife, uh, she'll give me really honest feedback. And I was really conflicted. I was like, you know, about the ending of the book as well, because I wanted to end it on a much happier note, you know, and she read through a couple times and, and uh, she read through the scene where I ended up killing this particular character and I was going to change it. And she's like, well, does the character need to die for the series? I was just like, yeah. And she's like, and does the series, the book need to end this way for the series to make sense? I was like, yeah. She said, well then kill her. So, you know, she's like, <laughs> <Bully Punches."> <laughs> Man, now, you heard that, folks? We have an accomplice to the murder of these characters. I, 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 I love it. I love it. That, that's dope. You know what I mean? So, all right. So we got the seven. So how many pages is this baby right here? Uh, this was pretty short. I mean, it's a fast read. Um, I think the paperback version is, comes in at like just under 300 pages. So, okay. oh, nice. you know, you could hop in, get through it. I like to keep things going. There are a couple side, um, 
you know, um, not side quest, but, you know, side stories to it. But I like to keep things tight and keep it going. You know, I don't want to give you too much. I want you to, you know, I like my descriptions, but I'm not going to go on for five pages about something. You know, it's like I'm going to give you what you I think you need and, and hope you enjoy the book and it's fast flowing. Um, people have read it, have told me that this setup is, uh, you know, I set it up for you. And then by the middle of the book, once the the end game, the action, the third act kicks in, it's it's a thing that just keeps going. You can't put it down. So it's like that, that the beginnings of the investigation, you're kind of like following along going, OK, where is this going? Where is this going? And then when things hit the fan, then you're like, holy shit, I just got to keep going. So. <laughs> Oh man, look at this guy. So, all right, so talk about creative process then, and you know your approach to writing a novel as opposed to a comic. You know, is there any difference as, as to how you tackle them? Yeah, you know, with a comic, um, I definitely do an outline for like long arcs and stuff like that. So, uh, <laughs> thank you, man. Uh, yeah, so like Opsec, let's take Opsec for you know, or even um, uh, Blood World, like. Uh, Bracy and I for Blood World have five years of stories planned out. You know, we got them, you know, like out there. So, you know, go support Blood World so we could give you those stories, you know, but Get it done. same thing with the uh, OPSEC, you know, it's like uh, I have the, the first four issues that arc was all done in my head. And uh, it took me about an hour to come up with the whole arc, just thinking about it. And then it took me longer to write it down and, and, and to outline it. And then I put that arc into three other arcs together because I wanted a long 12 plus one arc. So a 13 issue arc where you have these mini arcs within it. So it's like a three act structure. So I did that. And, you know, but with the comic book, it's just like a short story. I think I could find that I could sit down and I can, you know, know what I want to write about and then just kind of go with it, you know, because I've got all the ideas in my head. It's like I can hold it all in my hands. The problem with the novel is there's so much going on and so many moving pieces that if you don't sit down and plan meticulously, you can write yourself into a hole or find that you've left holes in your plot that could really make you, you know, leave you up a creek without a paddle, you know? So, and I did that to myself a couple of times and I ended up buying myself some software that helped me organize my thoughts and organize my writing because okay. what I would do is, uh, you know, I would go through and read and I was like, I, I completely forgot about this plot line. And I haven't resolved it or I've written myself into a hole here. And then you got to sit there and, and, and this is where the work of writing comes in. You know, um, you know, people sometimes think, you know, writing, Oh, you're just sitting there thinking. And it's like, but it's a hard work sometimes because you're sitting there thinking, it's like, how do I make this make sense and fix this problem? So, and there were days, I mean, there were times when I spent a week just sitting there going, I don't know how I get out of this. I got to rip all this up. And I actually did a couple of mm. times, had to rip whole sections of the book up and just start over again. So, oh man. So, so yeah. wow. When you, when you got down to it, you know, and sitting down for the decision, okay, I'm going to write the book to the completion of, of at least this first arc. How long was that process? Once I actually decided to do it and be serious about it and get down and actually write it, I wrote the whole book in about, I'm going to say four months. So four three months. three to three or four months. Um, the editing process took just as long, though. You know, um, part of that was that I am so terrible at spelling and grammar 
So, you know, <laughs> so a hundred thousand four words. months of errors that you got to go through. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's one thing too, is that, um, and my wife definitely helped with this. I, I, I have a certain type of writing. Um, I like a certain type of writing. Uh, Douglas Adams is one example. Um, uh, there's a couple other great examples, but sometimes it doesn't translate to a wider audience. And so my wife is good feedback for that. She'll read it. And she's like, this sounds way too friggin' nerdy, you know, <laughs> yeah, or something like that. And and so oh, then I'll listen. The nerd. <laughs> yeah, and then I'll listen to her and I'll take it under advisement, and I'll be like, I either change it or I don't. You know, sometimes I'll look at her and be like, No, I don't give a crap if it sounds nerdy. So it's staying in there, you know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. it yeah, nerdy. Like, tone down on the nerd guy. Yeah, that needs to be in a t-shirt. Tone down on the nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's a she's an English major and a and a teacher, you know, so she's good for that kind of oh, stuff. And then, gotcha. and then, um, but there were, I mean, there was different rounds of editing too. So then, uh, Sarah Butcher and then Lori Cunningham both read it and edited it well, and they gave me great feedback, you know, and and they read it for story and they read it for you know grammar and and stuff like that, and um, and and plus they give you those great feedbacks too that just make you feel good, you know. So, uh, you know, it always made me feel good when. Uh, Lori or Sarah would read one of the scary parts, like a dream sequence with the demon or something, and be like, holy friggin' crap, that's scary as hell. And I'm like, yes. You know, <laughs> so it's like, I'm not, or I'm not going to sleep tonight. And you're like, oh, yeah, all right. You know, <laughs> so, folks, if you're not aware, uh, one of David's uh, things that he loves to do is make sure that he could find something that could terrorize each and every one. He's like trying to be the Batman of the comic crusaders. He found how much I hate dolls and he created a killer doll that just. <laughs> I would kick the crap out of it, even if it's trying to be friendly. Yeah. <laughs> <I> no. <know. laughs> well, that you know, that's a funny thing. Is like one of the things I'm thinking about doing is on my website, and then eventually doing it as a book. Is I've got lots of short stories that I've written as scary stuff too, and and almost to a T, all those short stories are from actual nightmares I've had, you know, or experiences. So uh, just to share, like one. Uh, I wrote a short story about something that happened to me when I was eight years old or 10 years old. My brother and I, we slept in our room and our room opened up right off of our front door. And I woke up in the middle of the night and my brother did too. And we felt like someone was watching us and we looked, this was like one in the morning and there was a homeless dude sitting there watching us through the open window because <laughs> it was summertime, you know, what? and he was trying to get in the window what? and my dad went and chased him off. Yeah. You know, so I wrote a horror story about using that as an inspiration. So, yeah, that, that's, you know, 10 years old. That's scary shit. I mean, hell, man, 50 years old. That's scary shit. So. <laughs> you ain't lying. I, I had a similar incident. I don't know what got into me, but it was just late at night. I used the restroom at night. I didn't tell anything. I'm living with my parents. You know, still I'm a kid, teenager. And I used the restroom. And I'm get I walk back and I used to see a shadow by a window. Mind you, we live on the fourth floor, but for, for, for some odd reason, I said, "Who the fuck is climbing through our window?" So man, I I had this cup in my hand of water and I just chucked it at them and I ran to the room. There's a thief here, right? Yeah. While I'm jumping on the bed like a little <laughs> girl. <laughs> I didn't realize my father wasn't there. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? And, and, and my father was like, yo, it's, it's me. It's me. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> I 
bro, my father said, like, dude, you have an arm on you. I felt that shit with by my head. If I didn't duck, I think he would have killed me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. You know, but but that, you know, I think that's part of being a writer, you know, it's like so those types of things, you notice them and then yeah. you could turn them into stories and stuff, you know. And and I like to write about stuff that scares me. So yeah. I am also do not like creepy dolls. Creepy kids, clowns, those types of things. That stuff scares the crap out of me. Apparently, Paul doesn't like homeless folk, you know, peering (laughs) through his window. So now he's going to be watching his window all night, poor guy. Yeah. (laughs) Now you find Haiti's weakness. (laughs) The kakui, man. So, you know. I love it. I love it. All right. So, where can we get the book, kiddo? Yeah. Go to anyoneworld.com. Anyoneworld.com. Uh, yeah, go there and you'll see the book is right there on any one world's page. Or you could go to uh there's a section there to click on collections. You click on the DW Howard collection and it's in there along with OPSEC and perspectives, which I'm also going to be talking out tonight on that uh any one world showcase on the ASAP That's Imagination that. YouTube channel. Get those plugs in. So <laughs> yeah, get every plug in. Check out yeah. ASAP Imagination website because uh, Hades has built a hell of a team here. That wonderful line of books, I mean, of all kinds, you know, throughout the, the brand, uh, you know, and, and the extended, you know, uh, yeah. brands within it. So there's a lot of great stuff. So check out Have Imagination and, you know, visit my man here because the home is also publishing stuff. You know, this is where Blood, uh, right, uh, Blood World is from. So check out Raincross Press for info on the project. More at raincrosspress.com. Follow along on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Raincross Press. Homie locked it down as he should. And of course, you know, you know, keep up with everything that David's doing because homie is, is a working machine. He's a work horse. He is like the Luke Garrick of the Crusade here. You know, he 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 goes through things and then he comes back even stronger and harder than before. This man is a true soldier. What? I salute you for your service, my brother. Uh, throughout and throughout, man, you are the hey, man. So you know, so right there, nemesis. F. What? One more shout, man. I got to give a shout on this. Uh, we are all about indie here at Comic Crusaders and everywhere else. Yes, we are. Go to gig globalindiegroup.com. I'm part oh, of that. Oh, yes, now too. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell Go yeah. Check so, that yeah, out. Give, give them, give them a, a, little, a little brief uh, uh, synopsis on what gig is and yeah. how that helps, you know, indie so this, creators from all. This lanes. is another brainchild from that, that mad genius, Paul Hayden, Hades. And, uh, you know, and when he told me about this, I was like, how has nobody else done this? Globalindiegroup.com is a place where if you're an indie creator, it's free for you. If you're a creator, if you're if you're an editor, if you're an artist, if you're a writer, if you're a video maker, you could put your services out there, your profile out there for free. Um, or no, I'm sorry, you got to pay a subscription, but it's a small subscription fee. And then if you're looking for services, so let's say you're a writer and you need an artist for your comic book, you go to globalindiegroup.com and there are other independent artists there that you can find them and contact them and get them to do work for you. Or if you're a, a, an artist who's looking for a writer to collaborate with you, same thing. Or in my case, I'm in, on there as a writer, but I do video editing as well. So you need some video editing. If you need someone to do video editing for your uh, comic book, for your campaign or something, I do that kind of stuff. So, you know, come Mm -hmm. check me out, you know, and I I got reasonable rates. I'll work for you. you So, yeah, go check that out. Globalindiegroup.com. So, 
Exactly. That's what's great about it here. And it's true. That goes to show, you know, ASAP does care a, a lot. David, you know, David and the whole team, Paul, man, I mean, he's he a man. He cares about the community and, and figure out a wonderful lane for everyone to be able to connect and help one another, you know, build yeah. upon, you know, their projects and more, or even any type of services, as, you know, as David mentioned. I mean, video editing, you know what I mean? Well, not Don't only that, um, <laughs> if you write a book, one of the things you're going to need is an editor. And finding an editor that will, A, treat with you fairly, that you can work with, and will give you a good price is hard to do, especially if you're a first-time writer. Global Indie Group has some great editors on there. And believe me when I say, as good as you writing is, it only gets a 1,000% better with a good editor that can read it and give you feedback. So... Uh, ain't that the truth? Yeah, because you got someone that really reviewing your stuff and you know, and, and making sure that you know, and when you're meant to write ship, it doesn't say shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not only that, you know, <laughs> you know you, we talked exactly. a little bit about the writing process. When you write stuff, it's all clear in your head because it's coming from your head. But when someone else read it, reads it, they could be like, I, I don't understand what you're saying here, and then it's you go gibberish. back and you look at it. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, awesome. definitely. There you go. And, and, and guys, I mean, this is the last pick. You know, look at this front yeah. to back over there. Look at look look at that gorgeous book. Look at that spine. D and I will say, W. Howard. Where you notice I? that that woman right there standing next to Mike Domenicali? That's one of his partners. That is Sergeant Delia Sanchez, a Puerto Rican woman from New York City. Uh oh, you throwing some sasong in this? Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. Uh, that that means that somebody's gonna be feisty and and, and definitely a headache for for the poor detective, but but a, a worthy ally. Yes, <laughs> I <definitely>. hope. <laughs> yeah, she she she's got it going on. So, yeah, she she's and she kicks some ass, man. So she's good. Wonderful. I like her. Like, yeah, bring, bring us a strong independent women, especially today. And you know, uh, what is it? Women's Day, International Women's Day, right? It's yeah, funny. it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. So salute to all the ladies throughout the world, yo, for sure. Although, as somebody on Twitter said, whenever I hear International Women's Day, I can't get that that scene from Deadpool out of my head. So, you know. <laughs> and we won't yeah. need to go any further than that yeah. because... Please, please watch the film because <laughs> then you're going to get us in trouble. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, again, you know, I'm showing it below. The links will be below as well. But show the love, show support, follow our big homie Dave will be here. Follow Rain Cross and the Broadway campaign live now. You know, 10 days to go. Make it rain on independent. It's, it's worthy. Trust you, me. You're going to love it. You know, dope art, great story. And check out everything that, that Hades and the team is doing, have, doing at ASAP Imagination. Of course, you'll get the book at right here, The Long Game itself at anyoneworld.com. So, cool. again, make it rain, baby. And David and the rest of the anyone family. And again, as they as they mentioned, if you are someone in the independent community, you know, you, you're looking to create something, you're looking for some help, some resources, look no further than globalindiegroup.com, aka gig. Yeah, baby. That's Sweet. what it is. David, thank you so much for your time today and talking about the greatness of your book. You know what I mean? Links below, everybody. Bye. You rock. Keep doing what you do. You're amazing. Everybody, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate the heck out of you. Much love, man, for tuning in always. You know, your comment below. I mean, make sure to turn on notifications. Tell your friends about Comic Crusaders, about Undercover Capes, about David over and ASAP and Ray Cross and everything else. That's great. All right? You know what it is. Hasta la próxima, man. We're out of here. 
Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 